Broadcasting live from the lion's den. A series of conversations around a 21st century approach to management and talent. Today's broadcast is made possible by Golden Source Consultants. Passionate about changing the way management consulting firms do business for the better. And now, straight from the lion's den, here are today's hosts, Jordan Lofton and Todd Schnick. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Lion's Den. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined as always by my friend and colleague, Jordan Lofton. Hello, my friend. Very important conversation this morning. I'm very much looking forward to it. Same here. I'm really excited about this topic. I think it's one that's really timely and important for all of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As I said, important topic, the challenges veterans face in transitioning from the military into the corporate world and, and how organizations can more effectively integrate veterans into their workforce. This is a bigger issue and a bigger problem than most people realize, right, Jordan? Absolutely. It's something that we're seeing in a lot of our clients, and it's really something that we should each take a look at because All of us have loved ones and friends who are veterans, but really, are we looking at how we integrate them into our workplace? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get to it. We're joined this morning by Grady Brain and Sean Bodie. Grady, Sean, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Doing great. Appreciate you making time. I know you guys are uh, very busy and logistics of getting this conversation organized have been difficult. So very grateful for you sharing some very valuable time with us. So appreciate that. What I want to do now is ask each of you to share a bit about you and your background. Uh, Grady, let's start with you. Absolutely. So I did six years active duty in the 82nd Airborne Division from about uh, 03 to 09 and transitioned uh, at that point in time to the National Guard and 20th Group from 09 to 2015, where I just recently separated about 12 years total military service. I did three tours overseas. I did two to Iraq and one to Afghanistan for a total of about 19 months. Yeah, so it was a uh, very interesting and unique experience, and I'm really looking forward to uh, chatting with you about it on the call. Yeah, well, grateful for your service, my friend. Thank you for that, and appreciate you sharing some background. Sean, now your turn. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Yes, so similar to Grady, I served in the Army and a little bit different. I was an officer where he served on the enlisted and uh, side. And so obviously both of those play a, a very key role in our military, but uh, coming out face slightly different challenges in reentering the civilian workforce. And so I am on my second career post-military. I had an amazing time doing 15 months uh, of leading our sons and daughters in combat in Baghdad as well. And now I get to serve continuing that employee engagement and taking care of individuals as a human resource business partner for a Fortune 100 company. So Sean, I think you brought up something that's interesting that we should probably just level set for our listeners. There are certain groups that each of that you and Grady both represent. And to the civilian world, we may not necessarily know what the difference is between an enlisted or an officer and even the different branches of the military. Can, can you and Grady take some time to explain that to our listeners? Jordan, that is a great question. Thank you so much for asking. I'll specifically talk to my side, the officer side, and I'll, I'll leave the enlisted portion for Grady. So as an officer, predominantly what you have is individuals that come out of colleges, whether it's ROTC, the Reserve Officer Training Corps, or the military academies, West Point, the Naval Academy, or direct commissioning after having finished college and coming directly in as an officer. And primarily, the officer roles 
across all of the services. And the services, just to refresh for your audience, are the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, and the Coast Guard. And so with those, you have different services within each different branches. So some of the combat arms include the infantry, the armor, you know, People see those in the movies. Those are the the more glamorous ones, if you will. But there's also a very heavy logistical and support, everything from IT to, you know, the individuals that move items for transportation. And so as an officer, my role and the role of officers is to do a lot of the planning and the broader organizational direction where we hand it off and allow our non-commissioned officers who are the senior enlisted and then junior enlisted tend to execute on more of that. But I'll turn that over to Grady to get some of his perspective on that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, As Sean, as you were saying, as an enlisted man, we do take the orders of the officer and then uh, execute. And that's both in the garrison and the the deployed environment. So uh, rank structure is obviously very important. It clearly allows for the... um, information to flow down from top to bottom. And oftentimes, you know, to kind of touch on a point you were talking about, Sean, typically, not always, your enlisted men and women aren't going to necessarily have a degree. Sometimes they come out of high school as an 18-year-old. And then, um, you know, sometimes like you have folks that uh, do four years of college and uh, have their college degree. So, uh, but yes, nonetheless, the uh, the role of the enlisted man or woman is to essentially follow up the orders of the officers, the warrant officers of the, uh, of the military. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for clarifying the differences between officers and, and enlisted. That's, a, that's very helpful. So, Grady, let's move on. What are some of the challenges that both of you faced when you transitioned in back into the corporate world? I mean, and what are some other challenges that veterans just generally face when they transition back in? Yeah, you know, Todd, my biggest challenge was absolutely not speaking the same language that any industry, you know, in this case, consulting in corporate America. I didn't quite understand that even though we're speaking English, so to speak, we were really speaking kind of a different language. And it was the biggest hurdle for me was to know that I need to sit back and say, okay, what do I not understand about this situation? And then so once I started doing that, I began to realize that I need to, when I go into interviews, understand some of these uh, key terms and um, these approaches that they use. You know, it's kind of the same way in the military. We wouldn't necessarily expect a civilian to come off the street to put on the uh, rank of enlisted or an officer and to be able to say, okay, go do this. Well, there's certain key elements within the military rank structure that makes that unique. And again, it's the same way in the uh, corporate America. So that was the biggest thing for me is really trying to understand and focus the key terms within uh, the various industries. Yeah, Grady, those are great points. I would take it a slightly different direction. While that was a challenge for me, I think the frustration I had, as I mentioned, I'm on to my second career with the first career is that a lot of individuals that serve in the military do it because it's a, a purpose and it's it's a passion and it's a calling. And so when they come out of this service, they want to continue to serve. They want to serve a higher purpose. They want to know that uh, what they're doing matters and they're adding value to not just the company, but to the broader community. And so I think it's key for myself and for all veterans that as they join your organization, that you provide your vision and mission statement very clearly as to here's the good things that we're doing. Here's why your work matters. You know, a veteran given clear guidance is going to have significantly more drive, generally speaking, than a lot of their counterparts because they've been tested and environments where they've needed to do that as a matter of survival. And so now they're going to bring that same 
energy and drive back to your organization, given the right guidance and direction. Well, Sean, I, you know, it's my observation that most organizations that exist on this planet don't do a very good job of explaining and talking about the mission of their organization and their purpose. And so that's important in its own right, let alone in helping integrate a veteran back into that community. I, I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. And, and Grady, you're just speaking a different language. I mean, that's, that's a big problem. How does an organization deal with that? I mean, they just, is it just a matter of them being mindful of communicating what's going on clearly to these veterans that are coming into the organization, or is there, is there more to that? Sure, Todd. You know, it really, it's, it's a little bit of both. It's obviously the responsibility of the veterans to really understand and know, define the direction that they want to go in. And I'd like to submit that maybe the other side of the coin is for the, the hiring community within the various industries in corporate America. You know, obviously you want the best person for the job and the veteran community I'm very passionate about, but ask the questions in the interviews or ask the veteran to kind of expand on uh, what they mean by this. Because, you know, from the enlisted side, as I was talking earlier, the younger group, they may not necessarily have the, the four-year degree or the master's, but that by no means takes away from their tenacity and their drive uh, to get the the, uh, the job done. So that would be what I would submit was, you know, kind of uh, ask those questions, ask those little um, follow-up questions and, uh, you know, kind of make your decision from there. All right, Jordan, Grady, Sean, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Golden Source Consultants is a different kind of management consulting firm. Like their logo, The Lion, the firm represents the courage and ability to overcome difficulties. Once and for all, GSC is dedicated to helping clients solve critical challenges, tackling organizational change and business transformation with turnkey solutions and agile project cycles. The lasting value of their work is seen and felt in their clients' ability to sustain improvement and meet business objectives long after the project is complete. Join Golden Source in their fresh approach to problem solving by contacting them at 404-692-5540 or learn more about them online at goldensourceconsultants.com. All right, Todd Nick and Jordan Lofton back with Grady Brain and Sean Bodie. So guys, I'm really curious now because I know at, at Golden Source, one of the things that we're passionate about doing is helping people find their mission and vision within our company. But I'm also curious, Sean, I'm, I'm going to give this question to you. If you were able to advise business leaders on how to better integrate veterans into their workplace, what would you tell them? I see it as a three-part transition. A lot of organizations see that once they get the veteran in the door, that is a number, that's a measurable statistic, and, and then it ends there. However, I would contend that there are three parts. There's the initial sourcing of the talent, so recruiting the right fit for the role, and then there's the onboarding. So making sure anyone, but, but specifically we're talking about veterans, come into the organization in a way that is engaging and that potentially you're pairing them up with a peer mentor that, that understands how to translate, like Grady said, the language, because not only is there a different language within corporate America, but there is unique language within different industries, unique language and culture within each company. So that onboarding, and then how do you create a climate from a diverse and inclusive perspective, not just for veterans, but for any of your employees to look at what is the camaraderie? And that's definitely uh, important because as a group, veterans uh, volunteer and they, and they joined because of a reason. And so they will have that natural affinity. And so if you already have veterans within your organization, being able to pair them up 
would be critical. So I think that when the companies do it right, that's when not only do you get the uh, influx of veterans, but you also have amazing retention. Because the opposite side, when you're not uh, intentional about those aspects, that's why I left the first career straight off of active duty. And I've heard statistics that about 43% of veterans, for whatever reason, to include some of the ones we've already discussed, will leave their first job out of the military within the first three years. That's actually a good point, Sean. You know, something I'd really like to drive home here that we both talked about is the level of dedication and drive that uh, the overall veteran community has. Um, as you probably know, in the deployed environments and in some garrison environments and training at schools, you really have to have the focus to know that the end state is important and uh, from where you are to the end state is critical. And so it's really having that get it done mentality that the veteran community is is historically known for that makes us just um, a really viable asset to corporate America. Well, Jordan, as you know, we've spent a lot of time in the lion's den talking about the importance of training and that it's not a one-time thing and that it is the training and learning and mentoring ought to be an ongoing thing. And, and Sean, it sounds like you mentioned onboarding and the importance of an effective onboarding process for veterans. Go a little deeper there. So to an organization listening to this who sees great value in, in integrating veterans into their workforce and, and their organization, help them understand how that process is different with veterans. I mean, I think that's important to nail down. Gladly. When a veteran leaves, and just for some context, in the veteran community, you are rotated into different roles, both as a way of developing your skill set and also as a way of strengthening different organizations. So the veteran is used to moving around every two to three years and engaging with new teams and immersing themselves in new cultures. So they are already primed and ready to come into your organization. However, what the military does well with their onboarding that can easily be replicated, and when I've seen it replicated with different corporations, it, it works out for both the organization and the individual, is that you can assign a mentor. And so that's somebody who has a similar background, hopefully a veteran, and if not, somebody that has an understanding and affiliation to help them navigate through some of the cultural nuances so they don't hit those pitfalls themselves. And then the second piece is, so not only do you have a mentor, but then you also have the ability to educate the leaders. And I've always heard that a, a manager manages things and a leader leads people. And so when you're dealing with people, sure. there's an education that can take place with the leaders just to understand differences in style, that when they provide guidance and an individual does exactly what they say and they realize, oh, I didn't think that you uh, were going to drive it that quickly, or I thought that you would you know, catch some of the nuances that they were sharing. But when you're engaging with militaries, just like any of your employees, get to know them, get to know what makes them tick, and they'll be able to do much better in their performance as well as in their long-term engagement. So Sean, Grady, I think you both brought up some really interesting points about what would really work for the veteran community. I'm curious to know, have you, in your experience or in your networking with other veterans, identified some organizations that are doing it right? And who are they? And where can we go to learn more about them? Jordan, I've seen two general groups that do a really good job in integrating veterans, both from the recruiting as well as having a high retention and engagement rate. The first group is organizations that already have the military as a client. So organizations like USAA or Northrop Grumman, Defense Department type industries, because they understand they're already integrated. And so 
service members coming out will naturally fit into that organization because they're, they're serving those who serve. I think the second group, which is the broader population of organizations, is the groups that are intentional about creating a climate within their companies that support veterans and really benefit from having them on the teams. Companies like Disney. And uh, recently, I had the, the honor and the privilege of being able to speak uh, where uh, the First Lady and Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, came to present to a group of over 500 individuals representing 350 different nonprofits and organizations across the country. And the intention there is to teach exactly these best practices of how to recruit, translate resumes, and develop different organizational uh, capacity to support the veterans. You know, Sean, you mentioned a good thing, and I'd like to piggyback off of it. Uh, the organizations that really do a good job, in the uh, specifically in the Atlanta area, there's a, a community of veterans who have gotten together and formed a, a group called Vet Atlanta, and uh, it's comprised of um, mid to senior level individuals in corporate America, Coca-Cola, UPS, Georgia Power, and uh, what they do is exactly that. They get together, they use their their experiences, their, their pitfalls, the things that worked, the things that didn't work to help the transitioning veterans, uh, the resume, the interviewing. And then from there, they make themselves available to various elements within the HR, or excuse me, within uh, corporate America to answer those questions of uh, that came up in the interview here, the, the different things that... Oh, that they can do to help veterans in their transition on the corporate side. So uh, Vetlanta really has that going on and really, really proud to be a part of that group. So gentlemen, I think this has been tremendously helpful for me as an employer. And I, I know our listeners are going to appreciate this information. I'm sure there's also a lot of veterans out there listening. And if you were to give some final words of advice for veterans reentering into the corporate world, what would you do? Brady, what would you advise um, the veteran community? You know, Jordan, I think that the biggest takeaways that I would like to offer to the transitioning veteran is really know the direction you want to go. Yeah, I didn't at the time. And uh, with a little bit of uh, mentorship with the different groups that are out there to help veterans, I began to trap my focus and really was able to get on the ball once I realized the direction I want to go. So know your direction. Absolutely have to expand that network. Uh, LinkedIn, you know, with, uh, getting out there, shaking hands, uh, talking to people in uh, the very specific industries that you want to uh, potentially uh, trans, uh, transfer into. And, you know, you got to stay positive. It's it's an absolutely tough road. It can be. Um, mine was really difficult. My transition was difficult. But uh, nonetheless, you got to have that tenacity. What we're known about in the military is that focus, that drive, and that dedication. So use that same focus in your transition, and uh, I promise you'll be successful. Grady, I think that is uh, an outstanding answer, and I would echo everything that you've said. The one thing I would add is that as we think about our service, you don't go into war without preparing. And yet many veterans that are getting off of active duty especially go into the workforce looking for careers without any preparation. And so that's where I would say be intentional, know your why, what is your, what is it that makes you passionate? What do you want to do? What are your skills? And so when you have all those and you're targeting, start doing that a year out. Start doing that two years out because you may realize, wow, I'm, I've really got strong project management skills and a lot of individuals in the military do. However, you can go back and get your uh, PMP, your project management certifications in advance. And so that you're already starting to translate the language. You're already starting to connect with the network 
And so when you do come out, you are ready to hit the ground running. And maybe even you have a job offer before you step out of the uniform. Well, gentlemen, I hate to say it. We are about out of time. Before we let you go, uh, how can people contact you? Should they have some questions and want to explore some of these things further? Uh, uh, Grady, I'll start with you. Sure, absolutely. I'm all for uh, helping um, employers and veterans. You know, again, as I mentioned, my transition was that was a tough one, and there's really no reason why it should be with a little preparation. Check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm certainly there. You can message me, uh, connect with me there, and I'll be happy to help any way I can. Outstanding, Sean. How can people find you? I think that's a great technique. Going through LinkedIn, it's a very professional network, so I, I open myself up to that as well. And uh, I've actually started uh, an organization that focuses specifically on helping veterans and their family because a veteran doesn't do this alone. They do this with a rock uh, that stands next to them through it all. So family members yes, that absolutely. are going through these. So Veterans Journey is, is that site. But look me up on LinkedIn and uh, look forward to continued conversation. All right. Grady Brain and Sean Bodie. Gentlemen, thank you so much for making time to join us today. And on behalf of Jordan, myself, and all of us, thank you so much for your service to our country. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. A quick shout out to Golden Source Consultants for making today's conversation possible. And we appreciate you hanging out with us in the lion's den. Again, on behalf of our guests, Grady Brain and Sean Bodie, my co-host, Jordan Lofton, I am Todd Schnick. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.